Random Gaming Talk. It is Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today, Robert. How are you doing this weekend? I'm doing good uh, over here in the States. It's Father's Day, so, you know, happy Father's Day to everybody that's lucky enough to be a father. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, Father's Day here in the in the UK as well today, so... Yeah. yeah, well, you never know. Some of those holidays might not have the same day. Like, we yeah. celebrate Thanksgiving here in... Uh, November, and I think in Canada, it's like early October. Hmm. I think you have Mother's Day on a different day. I think I remember you having one recently, and we had mm-hmm. one e- either early in the year or something like that. Uh, but how are you doing today? You all right? I'm doing good. Uh, thunderstormed a bit last night, which was good. We kind of needed the rain, and it cooled off the uh, weather a bit. Mm-hmm. So it's not nearly as hot and muggy and nasty as it has been the last few days. Nice, nice. Uh, what have uh, you been playing? Uh, not much. Uh, the new job's, you know, still keeping me pretty wiped out, so just making a little bit of progress with uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how soon I'll be able to get that finished, but, uh, you know, you know, it's one of those things, still working on it, so, and then a little bit of uh, uh, The Division, still trying to work through my way through that. Cool, nice. Um, yesterday I finished Watch Dogs 2, I finished the story, and I did I did all of these side quests that are in the DeadSec app, which is where your missions are listed. Uh, there is a couple of little little things I can do if I want to that are on the map. Uh, I tried a few different things out yesterday. I fully intend to do the DLC because I loved the game in the end. Um, it had a little bit of a slow start, but it might have been that thing where, like, you know, you're away for a game for a couple of years, uh, and then you, a game comes back and you have to sort of remember how to play it, I guess. So the same thing will probably mm-hmm. happen with, like, Assassin's Creed. Um, so, like, when you have a Gears of War and then, like, you don't get one for three, four years or whatever, and then you have to sort of uh, ease your way back in. So once I eased my, my way back into Watch Dogs, um, I, I was doing pretty good. Um, still struggled a bit a lot. Um, still struggled a lot with, with the stealth stuff. You really have to be quite careful because um, you can get spotted fairly easily. And the thing is, is that even when you get caught and you're in a gun battle... You're going up sometimes against guys in like armored bulletproof full like outfits and whatnot, and you're wearing like a t-shirt, so uh, you can get you can get killed fairly easily. So uh, you, that's um, always an interesting thing. I did have the game on set on hard. I think when the uh, trial came out for it, I tried it on hard for some reason, uh, and then the set the settings and the save file save file were saved. So I guess it continued my um it basically continued where i left off i just had the game proper this time um but yeah the ending was great it didn't leave any nasty cliffhangers uh too many it it leaves it in a way of like you could go back to these characters if you want to but their story also finished in a relatively nice way um which was pretty nice uh and yeah i i liked all the characters in the end um the last kind of mission for the game um, you know, has a couple of nice little surprises. I won't spoil them too much. Um, but yeah, really enjoyed the game in the end. Um, I think it was great. Uh, what else have I been playing? I tried the because I through my boomerang thing. I um got Ratchet and Clank the remastered PS4 edition, and I don't know what it is, but the game just feels a little repetitive and maybe a little bit empty it's a great game and if you're into those kind of genres of like you know the third person platformers 
um, then it should be a great game. And if I, that's one of the Sony exclusives I don't have quite as much nostalgia for. Um, whereas with something like Crash Bandicoot, I'm really excited to play that next. I think it's next Friday it comes out, the 30th of June. Um, and I have a huge amount of nostalgia for, for that franchise, so I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a bit about what I've been playing. Um, oh yeah, a few hours ago, uh, I did finish the second episode of Guardians of the Galaxy. A little bit better than the first one, it's still got a few things it could maybe improve with, but, um, better is always better, I guess, so, uh, yeah, the second episode did, Im did improve a lot of things. Um, the, the game wasn't really lacking anything, it just was better in the second episode, so I'm looking forward to the third one. Uh, and the next time on, I won't spoil that, but that's pretty confusing and, you know, interesting and strange. Uh, in terms of, like, I wonder how this situation comes about. So that's been pretty interesting as well. Uh, mm -hmm. So should we get on and talk about the remaining three press conferences from uh, E3, which uh, has gone past us uh, last week. So we're back this week to talk about uh, Ubisoft, Sony, and Nintendo. I'm going to do mm -hmm. them in that particular order. Um, so let's get straight to it. What did you think of Ubisoft's conference? Uh, I'm not quite sure what they're smoking at Ubisoft and whoever they put in charge of that conference, but I want to try it because that was some messed up stuff. <laughs> I don't know what confused the hell out of me more. The uh, Neon Techno Sub-Zero Mortal Kombat backup dancers... Uh, the fact that they were trying to show off Assassin's Creed Origin by creeping over somebody playing it, doing an over-the-shoulder shot. Oh, that was weird. And, like, I thought, okay, in a minute, you're going to cut straight to that screen, right? You're not going to just keep it like that. And they did, and I was like, oh, okay. But nope. that, that, that didn't there. make the conference any worse, because that wasn't a very long segment. But that was very strange. So... Yeah, or, you know, the, the panda that was dancing that was trying to be too cool for school. <laughs> that whole thing, I mean, games aside, that whole conference just confused the hell out of me. Hmm. Yeah, it, it was good, though. I enjoyed the conference a lot. Um, and it's clearly one of them companies that, like, cares a little bit more, you know what I mean? Um, and sort of seems like they think about the gamer um, in, in that kind of way. But... Uh, yeah, should I go through some of my highlights for it? Um, yeah. So we saw some more of Assassin's Creed Origins, which we'd seen some of um, in the Microsoft stage. We saw a CD trailer and the gameplay. Um, what do you think of that game so far? It'll be interesting. Uh, it's, I mean, I, I know a lot of people online are kind of cheering that they're getting out of uh, medieval Europe, which I can understand wanting to keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the downside is, is that there weren't that many, like, super really tall buildings anywhere yeah. else. I mean, if you moved it to, like, China or Japan, yeah, you could have some taller-ish buildings. But, uh, and granted, I'm not, you know, the biggest historian, but there wasn't that much, you know, really, really tall buildings in Egypt that I remember, or, or right. at least I ever heard of. Right, I'm about um, the same with, with you there, so... Yeah, I think a lot of it's going to depend on whoever the protagonist is in the uh, in the machine, that na the name that I can never remember, mm -hmm. the uh, Animus. Um, because obviously the whole shtick is that they're going off of genetic memory. And, you know, once you bounce it out of a place like Europe and into, you know, Egypt, you know, unless the, the descendant is either, you know, descended from Egypt or maybe even possibly descended 
you know, from uh, a Jewish descent, you know, you're not going to make that leap from Egypt to uh, Italy and Spain and Europe and all that. Right. At least not very easily. Yeah. What about if they if they ditch the animus? Let's say they never mention it in the game and you just stay in the Egypt scenario. That would be interesting. Well, I mean, that would be interesting, but there's also no way of really playing the game without the animus because that was yeah. kind of the whole protagonist. And granted, I didn't play that deep into uh, Assassin's Creed 4, but from what I played outside the animus, that it kind of went from like this weird secret kind of government conspiracy thing to like an entertainment thing, to where they were throwing people in the animus and reliving past adventures as like a way to create TV series. Was that the one where they did the... Um... You sat down on like an office desk thing, and it was in first yeah. person. Okay, now now I, I I'm with you. Yeah, that was a lot a lot sort of different because that character really didn't have much personality compared to like Desmond, who you know they did a lot of mm-hmm. work with. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do outside of of the story and in the um, animus setting, and to see if they bring any returning characters back because there's not many that are left really. <laughs> like some of them have either walked away or died or missing or whatever. Um, well, so. I'm not really familiar with that. I mean, I only started the series with two when it became a Games with Gold, and I did like the mechanics and the gameplay of it. Yeah. I didn't really get that deep into, like, the non-animus storylines, and I never played three, and I kind of jumped straight to four, so I'm kind of okay. all over the place with my story. I played all of them apart from Rogue. Um, and the interesting kind of mystery is, like, that that's one of the parts that really interested me about it, and one of the things they kind of hit you with in the first in the first game is like when um when you come out the animus and you walk around as desmond and you you get like the uh whether it's exactly the same eagle vision or not but you get some kind of like vision and you see this like red writing and you're sort of like what what the hell is this and what what is this all about what does it mean what are these people actually doing and i thought that was all pretty interesting so um yeah i'm looking forward to seeing what they do with this one so it's had a year off it's had a bit of a break it's had a bit more time so yeah, I'm ready to jump back in. Um, October 27th, that one is. Um, a game that you might be surprised I've got on my list, but I don't know what it was. I think it was I think it was even the same trailer as last time. But I think I'm in on South Park, The Fractured But Whole. The whole, like, superhero thing, I, I guess this trailer they, they showed, it, I think it was parts of previous trailers and parts of new trailers. Like, the whole, like... Yeah, superhero thing and phases and your franchise sucks and this and that and all the jokes and stuff. I don't know, it really just kind of caught my eye in this press conference. I don't know what it was, but uh, yeah, I think I'm going to try that. So, Yeah, it's like I was like we were talking about you know, beforehand, before we started recording. I honestly think that uh, the guys from South Park are just to the point to where, let's see what we can get away with now. Mm-hmm. Because they yeah. did uh, a, a whole segment, not like a little vertical slice, they did a whole segment from the game. And you're basically playing a nine-year-old kid that's in a strip club that has to do a private strip dance to a dude in the strip club to get the information you need to get past you know that point and go to the new quest and part of that gameplay had you you know grinding on this dude and farting on him uh-huh. and I, and that was that was pretty messed up mm. i won't lie i mean I mean, I'm, aw- I'm aware of some things that like south park has done and i i don't know how much they can surprise me in terms of that they would like they'll still probably shock me and be like oh wow this is crazy but I don't know if, about, if I'll be like, okay, this is a new level for South Park in terms of craziness, unless they do something. I don't know. I just, 
I don't see any boundaries in terms of those kind of things that they do. Because uh, I've seen, well, I've uh, only seen a handful of South Park episodes, but the episodes I've seen, I'm like, okay, I know what this is. So, um, which isn't a disappointing thing. It's just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the sad thing is, is compared to what some people are doing in real life, they're actually compa- compa- uh, they're actually tame compared to some of the insanity that's been going on lately. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, I know you're looking forward to South Park, so um, yeah, I guess we're both looking forward to that one. Um, Matt, so this was revealed at Ubisoft and shown a bit more at Nintendo, but we saw it first at Ubisoft. Um, Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, uh, Shigeru, Shig- I'm not going to be able to say this guy's name right, um, the, the other guy from Nintendo came out on stage and they had a good laugh and joke about that and they had the the um, blasters from the game so I thought that was really cool as well uh, what did you think of that the Mario Rabbids crossover it's XCOM mm. I mean every and I'm not the first one to say that I mean when I saw that I'm like yeah that's XCOM and then you know I get online I read the the game blogs and the, all the whatnots and pretty much everybody is saying yep that's just XCOM yeah and I think somebody that was on like one of the dev team teams for XCOM 2 actually tweeted out saying you know thanks for the love and support and mm. you know the homage to that um but yeah i think that should be good when it comes out um some people said it looked like better than xcom in terms of like waiting your turn and stuff um i, I don't know too much about that because i'm not familiar with that genre or, or any of those franchises so um but it, it looks fun and silly and whatever so yeah, the first XCOM, and I mean, well, not the first XCOM because it was basically a, a refresh from an earlier franchise. Mm-hmm. But the first one on what you would consider the modern console, which was uh, XCOM Enemy Unknown, it was a very good game. I mean, it's a very slow, turtly, you know, third-person isometric turn-based, you know, game right. uh, with RPG elements, and you have different troopers with different abilities and different weapons fighting aliens. So, I mean, in terms of you know, storyline, not the most original thing, but it's a, it's not about, you know, the runny, gunny, shooty thing. It's about positioning your sniper to where you can flush a guy out with a shotgun who mm-hmm. runs into the line of fire of the sniper, and the sniper caps him. Yeah. And, you know, then occasionally gets off the rails with the expansions in the second game because then you got genetic uh, manipulation and mutation, and you can throw somebody's brain in a mech suit, and then you got a, a warrior with a snake tail, and... It, it kind of gets weird from there, but in terms of like actual mechanics, I would definitely hold Enemy Unknown from the 360 era as a great game and something that should be played if it ever went games with gold. Cool. Um, so that's uh, that's coming out as well. That's on the Switch, of course. Uh, Transference, which is a creepy, mysterious VR game. Yep. Elijah Wood and a few other people... Um, Went slightly meta as they introduced trans- Transference, uh, a VR game that we don't know much about other than it's weird and it's in VR. That's what I've got written down here. Um, yeah, this was a surprise to me as well. I listened to one of the newer gaming podcasts, which is called What's Good Games. It's a combination of uh, different uh, female game journalists that have been known all over different places. Um, yeah, I found that podcast about a week ago. I've been listening to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've recent, uh, listened to their uh, E3 uh, that was the E3 prediction, so I haven't actually he- heard what they thought of the E3 yet. Um, but yeah, they they talked about Elijah having this studio and stuff, and it being a bit sort of um, 
sort of kept secret at the moment. Uh, so yeah, that was that was a surprise to me as well. I wonder what the hell this game is. Um, what did you think? I mean, it was intriguing on a you know on some level, but I don't have VR. I don't plan on having VR anytime soon, so it's not anything that I would ever really you know want to play. Um, it's one of those things that I have to get to the point where I could have a VR set up to where I could even begin to have something like that as something mm-hmm. that would be on my radar. Okay. But yeah, that could be good, and that could be pretty mysterious and interesting. Uh, we literally don't know anything else about it, so I don't particularly know what else to say. It's just, yeah, it was a surprise to see um, Elijah Wood there, because, yeah, I had no idea any of anything about that, so that was nice as well. Uh, Skull and Bones, which was a uh, pirate game um, with the Kraken at the end, maybe? Um... Possibly. The, the game looks good. I just don't know if 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 you're into like ship battles and stuff on the water and like continuously having that because I don't know how much else is going to be in this game. Um, like if you go on the land at any point and do other different things, I don't know. But um, it looked good for for the genre it had and for the genre it's it's in. So, uh, what did you think of this? Uh, I'm not a big a fan of pirate games per se. I mean, I think that's part of the reason so why I never got that deep into uh, um, Black, Black Flag, Black? you yeah. know, Assassin's Creed 4. Mm. Just because, you know, pirates aren't really my thing. I'm more of a zombie dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... with, with Assassin's Creed 4 it was more like I was just kind of going through the game, really. Uh, the game was great and, and stuff, but I, I didn't really... Um, wasn't really as interested in the in the pirate stuff as the other stuff. It was it was still really good. It's just you know not to our our, our liking, I guess, in terms of like genre and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, that was great as well, and I'm excited for people that are excited about that. Um, this was a strange one. Uh, Starlink Battle of Atlas has you attach a toy to your controller. Um, I don't know how this is gonna work with the Switch because uh, it attaches to the Joy-Cons when they're on the other controller thing. So how would you take the Switch with you? Um, what did you think of this interesting weird I'm, Did they even say that it was coming to the Switch? Because from what I saw, it was just going to be a console game. Because it falls under the category of buying plastic crap. <laughs> because from what I saw, you were playing and then you needed a better weapon, so you had to take the plastic crap ship off of your controller and swap out mm. weapons and the, that would magically appear in the game. It's kind of like Amiibos for, you know, the big consoles for people that have more money. Yeah. Well, at one point in this, in the montage thing, they they showed the uh, toy attached to the Joy-Cons that were, um, like when you have the Joy-Cons on, on the other controller thing, um, they showed it attached to that, so I don't know why they would show it if it wasn't on the Switch, but uh, they did also show it attached to a couple of other controllers. Uh, I couldn't see them properly because the montage was so quick, and they it just they just sort of flashed it by. Um, so yeah, I don't know what it, what else to expect from that, but um, it's a strange concept. I wonder how it will. Yeah, I don't know how that will sort of work, but um, it's going to be interesting to find out, I guess. Do you think this will be one of them games that nobody talks about, and then it comes out, and then people don't realize it's out? But the people that mm-hmm. follow the game are the only people that realize it's out. I guess that might be the way it will go. Probably. Yeah. Um, which, in the bad thing, if you 
market it towards a specific specific audience and that audience pays attention then you, you've kind of achieved your goal i guess um so that's coming out soon as well um what far cry 5 shown i'm all in on this game i think it looks really good i didn't really like the idea of primal uh, which was the sort of um, one that was set in the past with like uh, stones and all sorts of other things. Um, I, I didn't play it, but I didn't think I'd enjoy it at all. So I, I didn't try it. Uh, what do you think of Far Cry 5 so far? Uh, it's one of those things that I'm still cautious about it. I was a big fan of Far Cry uh, 4. Uh, just because I liked the the uh, antagonist a lot, I thought he was somebody that I could see kind of existing in real life. Just mm. some like weirdly charismatic but extremely violent, over the top kind of leader guy. Yeah. Um, this one, uh, it really I gotta wait for more of it to come out because again, this could something that could be either like an interesting narrative or just really piss people off. And I'm yeah, curious to see I which way they're going to go with it. I think that both of those things are going to happen anyway. Um, some people I mean, oh, probably yeah, it's already going to happen regardless off, of like, how they do it. But. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if it's a crazy cult and they're trying to kill you, then what excuse do you have not to kill them? Um, yeah, crazy person comes after you, tries to kill you. What do you do? Like, there isn't many options really. Um, run or fight back, I guess. So. Um, yeah. yeah, more of that was shown. They did show some other the buddies you can have. One of them is like a uh, sniper girl. One of them is is a dog that helps you, that kills enemies for you, and then brings their guns over to you, which looked pretty good. Uh, they also had like I think it was an eye in the sky. I think it was called this guy that like is in a little um, what do you call them helicopters? You mean the drones? No, the guy that or was in the, like a... the guy that was in the uh, little. Um, plane thing and he dropped the bombs on top of the people uh you have uh him as well he can uh come by and help you i think there was a couple of other um people that could help you as well but that looks pretty good as well um and yeah that's coming out early i think it's february 2018 that was the date for that mm-hmm. uh so yeah i'm all in on that game when when that comes out i think this is going to be my uh return to far cry because i played i think i finished to yeah, I finished two, played some of three and four, they just didn't really get me. And then Primal, like I said, just wasn't really my thing, so I think this is going to be a bit of a return to form for me. And the last one I have here for Ubisoft, uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2, which unfortunately didn't really stick with me. I haven't played the first one and I'm not really in, in, that, in that kind of crowd, but um, I saw a lot of people really excited for it, so... Uh, the trailer looked good as well, um, and then they kind of said that, you know, you can sign up for the, the beta or whatever it was. Uh, what did you think of, of Beyond Good and Evil 2? Well, that was kind of an odd reveal, mostly because the people behind it had previously stated that they weren't going to have a presence at this year's E3. Mm. Um, and even, and it wasn't even until like the absolute last second when they said it was Beyond Good and Evil 2 that it was actually obvious yeah, that yeah. that was the case, just because... I mean, outside of, like, the giant talking pig, there wasn't that many people... Well, there wasn't anybody from the first game that was actually in the, okay. the trailer. Okay. Um, I thought that uh, cinematic, while interesting, was just way over the top with everything being ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I know nothing, really, about this franchise, so I don't know if that was on point or off point or different 
in any kind of way. I've not followed the game at all. Uh, it was a game with gold at one point, wasn't it? I yeah, think, it was a game with yeah. gold with one point, and it should be backwards compatible. So if you'd ever purchased it, you can always download it and try to mm. play it. You know, yeah, on your I might Xbox see what it's one. like and see what all the all the fuss is about because there was a lot of fuss about it. So um, I look forward to, to trying that out at some point. Well, it's one of those games that it never had like a mass mass following, like something like a Halo or Gears had. But okay. the people that were fans of it were like super intense. Cool. Um. Said, so, did you have any highlights for Ubisoft you wanted to talk about? Uh, I mean, not really highlights. I, like, like I said when we first started, I thought you know, outside of the games, the press conference just kept getting further and further into the ridiculous, <laughs> and it kept just being a distraction because you know, E3 is about you know the games and everything, and then when you have all that nuttiness uh, alongside it, you just kind of tend to remember that and not remember the games as much. And filming on a on a. Um... PC monitor screen from a weird angle. Plus, yeah, you Creed. couldn't you couldn't really see Assassin's Creed properly on that screen because there was so much shade and stuff. So, yeah, and was it was a... the exact same you know footage that they'd shown at Microsoft and shown previously. So mm. what was the point? Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, it was still a great conference. I still enjoyed it. Still had some some games I'm interested in. Uh, let's move on to Sony. What did you think of their conference this year? It, was it me or was it like really weirdly short? Yeah, I think it was an hour ten, an hour fifteen, something like Not that. Not even that. I think it might was have it? been like under an hour. Hmm. Okay. Um. But yeah, well, what did you think of what was shown and uh, and stuff? Uh, and again, this kind of fell into the the Ubisoft thing, and it didn't really make a whole lot of sense. I mean, you open up with music, which is cool, but they stayed on that music really long. Hmm. And then you opened up with the visuals on the background, and you're just like, okay, what's going on? And <laughs> then they show uh, um, the continuation of Uncharted without any real context. And then they announced the DLC for uh, Until Dawn without any real context. Mm. And then, honestly, I forgot everything else that happened. You after, mean um, after Horizon those. Zero Dawn? Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I thought the conference was good. It was a bit of like here's more of what we showed last year with a couple of new things, um, which was which was fine as well. Uh, yeah, it just do Sony have anything out this this holiday? Because I know they have um, Uncharted Lost Legacy in August, and yeah, because they have uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy in August, and then they have. Um, was it Crash Bandicoot at the end of June? But do they have any like October games? Because most of what um, was shown, I'm I'm sure was 2018 listed. That was something that got brought up um, in another context. I've been trying to wreck my brain on that. I don't think either platform has like a big Wolf exclusive coming out in the second half of 2017. Pretty much everything that I can think of that's gonna and chairs in front of the TV is multi-platform. Mm. I mean, I mean, outside of Forza 7 from the Microsoft conference, um, I mean, that's a big franchise, and I know it'll sell well. I don't know if it'll move consoles the way, you know, it could, but it's got that potential with the visuals and the 4K and the whatnot. But I don't really think either console has, like, a big, big woke title coming out that's going to make everybody buy it. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, their, their console sales have been going up continuously. I think they've reached 60 million now, where well, it was 55 mm -hmm. a couple of months ago, so people are still buying the, the units. Um, I wonder how much of that is people that didn't have it buying it and people that had it are at the point now to where the hardware starting to fail and they're just replacing them. Maybe. Because I know that, that I know that's a I don't know how prevalent it is with the uh, Xbox One, but I have heard stuff on the PlayStation side that how they've designed the the vents and the fans that those machines can get really dirty really quick and can like clog up and cause problems. Well, was, uh, my PS4 did get pretty loud yesterday, but I was on it for for quite a little while, um, and it's been pretty hot over here, so. Um, yeah, I don't know. A lot of people said that their um, PlayStation has sounded like a helicopter before. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, it might be some of that. I don't know, but they're still they're still winning in terms of sales. So I, I don't oh think yeah, I mean it's yeah. still another sale. It's still you know another console that you know moved off the shelf. I'm not gonna knock on it on that. I was just okay. that's one of those yeah. weird parts of my psyche is that I'm curious about because I've gone through. Okay. hardware replacements before to where you know i buy the same thing but it's you know i'm buying it again because something else broke and i have to replace it and it's sadly it's about the same cost to send it in for repair as it is to actually just buy a new one yeah um so what do i have first here uh spider-man gameplay was shown did you see at the end of the trailer somebody saying hey miles come with me to the to the guy uh, who took the photo of of uh, Spider Man. I did not hear that. Okay, because um, that game struck me way more as a as an Arkham style game than an actual Spider Man game. Okay, um, because I was looking up some stuff on on Kotoku and somebody brought it up on there and they showed a picture of this black character taking a photo of Spider Man. And they said that that was Miles. I completely missed it the first time, and then I went back and watched uh, it again. And, um, yeah, I'd seen that uh, somebody's with that character, and they say, hey, hey, Miles, come with me. So I don't know where that's going to lead or what it means or if it's just an Easter egg or something, but it's pretty interesting. It's hard telling. I mean, as far as I can tell... There's no real tie-in to the actual upcoming movie that comes out in a couple weeks. No, because it's out next um, year, isn't it? So, yeah. Uh, it's a seven-seven. So. Mm. Yeah, the the game's yeah. out next year. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because it's not like with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which I know the Telltale game doesn't tie into the film, but in terms of marketing, they both came out pretty much at the same time. Uh. Yeah. So yeah, this will be like six, seven, whatever months later, or whenever the game comes out. Uh, but in terms of the gameplay, I thought it looked really good. I thought that it was a little bit Arkham-styled, which is a compliment, if anything. Um, yeah, you, you look at a game like that and you think, okay, there's a lot of different things that have been unlocked through skill trees here. Um, and I'm interested to see um, kind of what that's all about, because I would be surprised if the game didn't have a skill tree, because those have become a little bit more common in games recently, especially things like, um, like Watch Dogs 2 had one, Horizon Zero Dawn had one, uh, Batman itself had one, so with these type of games they are a bit a lot more common, so I'm uh, looking forward to seeing where that goes as well, and what the story's about, and yeah, there's a whole bunch of different questions you, you could ask about this game. Um... Some people said, like, what about if 
something happens to Peter, and then you have to take over and play as Miles, but I think that's just, like, fans wanting something else out of it. What do you think in terms of that? I mean, I think that's definitely a possibility. I mean, that was kind of the whole point of Miles Morales, is that he was the, Sp- he was the Spider-Man without actually being Peter Parker. Mm. And so I could see that as a storyline or a plot line to where something happens to Peter Parker and then Miles has to take up that role. I don't know that it would actually happen, but it's something that they could easily work in as a storyline without it being just, you know, stupid, I guess would be the best way to describe it. Yeah, I've never heard of any stories with with Miles and Peter being in the same universe or anything, so... Well, the... uh... Disney, uh, there's a cartoon, there's a, a channel, at least over here in the States, called Disney XD, mm. and they do a lot of uh, Marvel cartoons. They do a run of Guardians of the Galaxy, they've done a run of Ultimate Spider-Man okay. for a few seasons, they've done a run of uh, Avengers for a few seasons, and they did do a season of Ultimate Spider-Man where he was going between different universes and interacting with different versions of Spider-Man, and Miles Morales was featured heavily, heavily in that series. So, cool. We shall, we shall see where that goes then. Um, but yeah, I think we'll see probably some more gameplay and a bit more story um, as we get closer to the game's release. But I'm excited to play it, so uh, I look forward to it as well. And as you mentioned at the start of the show, Uncharted Lost Legacy, we're showing a little bit more. It didn't show a release date, but it is August 22nd, so I look forward to when that comes out. Um, it'll be a little nice change of pace. One, to play as a female, and two, to not have Drake and have a different story. So um, that'll be good as well. Uh, I know you've not played Uncharted, but did this look good to you? I mean, it, it did look good, and at some point I probably will play Uncharted. I'm probably going to get you know, a PlayStation for here at, at some point um probably gonna wait till like the uh until november rolls around and then you get the uh, uh black friday sales okay which we've talked about on the show before um and i'm sure there'll be a deal that somebody will have that'll be like yeah okay i can see that and then pick that up by then i'll be moved and had some you know tech replaced turned over and be able to have more than a one uh, hdmi cable plugged into my tv at a time so <laughs> Nice, nice. I look, I look forward to your thoughts on it and stuff. Um, but yeah, more of that was shown. It's got to a point where I just want to play it now. So, and it's out soon, and I look forward to that. Um, on Uncharted, Horizon Zero Dawn, the expansion was shown. I didn't really know much about that. We don't really know that much more. Um, but it's going to be coming out soon. I don't remember a release date for that. Um, and it should be inter- it'd be interesting to see when that takes place because I haven't heard anything about that either. Because um, the game ended where you could close it or open it again. It's kind of left in that situation. Um, I liked the first game a lot. It was really good. Uh, had some Tomb Raider esque stuff to it. Of course, you know, if you've got two females with a, a bow and arrow, they're both going to have similarities sometimes <clears throat> um but yeah that was that was good as well what did you think of, of that i think it's interesting to see where they're gonna go with it mm. um because it's always hard with the franchise that you move away from the main character and most you know and a lot of the uh, associated characters with that franchise 
uh, it'll be interesting to see if the fans like it, adopt it, you know, embrace it, or if they're just like, ah, this isn't real. I mm. charted it and it just kind of falls off. Yeah. Um, so Horizon Zero Dawn, the expansion, should be out soon. Uh, another game we got to see a lot more of and some different stuff was uh, Days Gone, which is the next uh, Sony zombie game that's coming out. Of course, they've had uh, Last of Us, which was a zombie game, um, <clears throat> as well as some others. Uh, what did you think of what was shown of, of Days Gone? Uh, it was interesting. I mean, they definitely showed the tactical nature of it to where... You know, you're not just running in, killing everybody, guns blazing. You're sneaking around. No, well, not really sneak sneaking, but it's got that you know potential element to it. Yeah, bit of stuff uh, there, yeah. At least of a, yeah, at least of a distraction. <clears throat> you know, and then you know he blows up the, the gate to let the flood of zombies in, and then rescues the guy that he was trying to rescue by using the zombies as a distraction. Uh, it could be interesting. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be exclusive. Is that an exclusive to PlayStation game? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Um, okay, then. I don't remember them seeing give a release date for that either, so maybe uh, maybe next year. There are some rumors it will be out in November, but we haven't heard anything official. So, uh, But yeah, be, you've, you've clearly got the mechanics and the zombies and the gameplay there. It just depends. I think the only thing's left depends on the characters and the, and the uh, story and stuff. If that holds up, then... Sure, it'll be a great game. Why, why wouldn't it be? Um, I put this in because I didn't like it. The Final Fantasy XV VR game. It just... I don't think that's going to work at all. That's like one of the VR games that I can point at and think, okay, I don't think this is going to work. Uh, what did you think of that? I thought that might have been the most cringe-worthiest thing out of all the press conferences that we were going to be talking about today. I think I agree with I you. I mean, yeah, let's put it in VR and let's have him go fishing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause Final Fantasy is supposed to be action, not like fishing and stuff. So, um, I mean, I'd... well, let's be honest. Final Fantasy 15 was a boy band, the roaming adventure, anyway. So, mm. yeah, but I put that in because I thought it looked terrible so <laughs> uh, I don't think that game's going to do very well but um, who knows maybe it'll do better than I expect but I don't think it'll be on anybody's lists in particular uh, more God of War was shown I thought that looked really really good it's looking like a good game uh, he's got a shield this time I'm not familiar with the previous games as much but I didn't know anything about a shield um, and yeah it's kind of Old man Kratos with a son, or we at least think is his son, and um, his son can like speak to different creatures and monsters in certain ways. So I wonder how that will play into the story, um, and how much influence his son will have on the game. So that's going to be interesting as well. Um, I don't remember a date for that. Did they say 2018? I think they did. Um, what did you think of it? Yeah, I thought it. I think the analogy that a lot of people have been using. Calling it Dad of War is kind of apt because huh. it is this weird whole that. passing of the the torch of you know Kratos being this lone ball of rage and to, <laughs> to be trying to be a caring you know concerning father trying to raise his kid while mm. at the same time you know brutally slaughtering monsters. <laughs> um, it could be interesting. You, you never know with that. But... <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I thought about doing recently with. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
with games like uh, Kingdom Hearts and the old PlayStation 2 God of Wars is maybe just watching the HD cutscenes and getting the story that way because I don't know how well how, how well those older games are going to hold up. I mean, even if it's... Because you've got the PlayStation 3 HD versions, right, of the trilogies of um, things like Ratchet & Clank, Jack & Dexter, God of War, a couple of other games... Sure, it might look better in HD, but how is the gameplay going to hold up? Especially if you go from something like Uncharted Lost Legacy to uh, to God of War 3, or God of War on, on PlayStation 3 HD. What's that going to be like? Um, and that's kind of one of my issues with like backwards compatibility and stuff. Sure, it's a great idea, but those games can only hold up to a certain extent. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um... So yeah, I'll, I'll probably just do that, and then, then I can still get the story and stuff, so I can still get, you know, the enjoyment out of it without putting up with, I guess, old gameplay and stuff. Uh, they won't be, it wouldn't be like horrible games, but they just probably wouldn't hold up against like modern day games and stuff. So uh, that's probably what I'm gonna do. Uh, Any else to sound good of all? No, I mean it's one of those things that I'm sure it'll come out. I'm sure it'll sell really well. I don't know if it'll be as good as the previous ones because mm. the first three was all about you know self hate and revenge and anger, and this one I'm not really quite sure where they're going with the storyline for it. Uh, they definitely try to tone down it a bit by giving him a kid to take care of, but mm. I'm gonna have to find out more about the story before I figure that out. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm not really familiar with the with the story either, so that'll be fun to explore as well. Uh, and the last thing I've written down is we saw a bit more of Detroit become human, which is a kind of um, Heavy Rain Beyond Two Souls esque kind of PlayStation game, which they've um, leaned towards sometimes as well. Uh, what did you think of the extended story that we got here, of like them essentially trying to bond together to fight for their rights and stuff like that? I mean, you you can always tell an interesting story with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's odd that they're setting it in Detroit. I mean, that would be the city to set it into because at one point that was where the titans of industry were, at least over here in America. That's because that's where all the automotive companies not really got their start, but really became the Fords and the you know all those companies that they are today. That's where they became. That was in Detroit. Okay. And Detroit is uh, kind of a hotbed of, you know, insanity and craziness going on right now. So that part of it would fit in easily enough. But it was kind of an odd choice to make it into Detroit because, you know, when you think Android, you think more, you know, tech heavy. So that would be something to put more in California, kind of a Silicon Valley kind of a deal. Mm, So I'm curious to find out why they have it in Detroit or if they don't even have a reason at all, if it's just in Detroit for it. I guess to not be New York mm. because it seems like everything's in New York these days. Yeah, there's parts because you know that the. Sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, all the superhero characters are usually based out of New York. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Iron Man, uh, Spider Man, all that. You know, Captain America. Okay. And so it's always interesting that they're making a different point of view. I'm just curious. To if they have a reason for that, or if they're just doing it for the sake of being different. Okay. Um, yeah, there's parts in because uh, Watch Dogs 2 set in San Francisco, uh, but there's 
because I don't know America very well, of course, uh, there's parts where Silicon Valley gets mentioned a lot, and it's interesting that you bring up the tech and stuff, because obviously Watch Dogs is heavily involved in that, because of all the hacking and stuff. Um, there's a part, there is a part in the game where you go to somewhere that's got like a Silicon Valley sign. So, again, my, my American geography, I don't know if... Is that near San Francisco at all, or is that something else that was going on? Uh, San Francisco is kind of what's accepted as kind of the Silicon Valley area. There's no actual city called Silicon Valley. Okay. It's more of a, a tech hub of like uh, where Apple is and where uh, you know some of the higher end tech companies like Google and eBay and uh, uh, Uber and Lyft and places like that you know hang out of. Um, so it's, you know, the San Francisco, San Diego kind of area. Um, but it's more of a general term than anything else. Okay, interesting. I just thought it was interesting that you bring up um, Silicon Valley and then you brought up, like, the tech and stuff. And I just thought of Watch Dogs. Uh, but, yeah, in terms of Detroit, I think it's going to be another great place to an exclusive. Um, as long as the mechanics hold up, the story's good. Because uh, I didn't play Beyond Two Souls. Um, and I might actually go back and play it as well. Um, but Heavy Rain held up pretty well in terms of those, like, you know, those quick time event mechanics and stuff. Because um, you do very little walking around and stuff. It's more like interacting with objects. Um, and then, like, making choices and stuff. So I imagine this is going to lean on those mechanics as well. Um, so it just depends if the, if the story is good, which I think it will be. It looks like it's been done really well. Yeah, it's just at the point where most of these games are at the point where, like, okay, we just want to play them now, and instead of getting more news and stuff. But um, yeah, they'll be ready when they'll be ready. Anything else you want to talk about with Sony? Uh, no, it's one of those things that you know, if I do get a PlayStation Four, then I'll probably you know have a lot more to say on it. But until then, you know, hope they succeed. I never hope for anybody to fail. Mm-hmm. It's just not in my circle right now. Yeah, um, yeah. I I thought Sony's press conference was pretty good. There was a lot of, there were a couple of new games that were announced, but I didn't write them down because they didn't particularly, they didn't interest me as much. Maybe once we see some more of them, but I don't know. Uh, let's move on to talk about Nintendo. What did you think of their sort of conference? Because I had the treehouse thing after which I watched some of, but it turned into Reggie talking for twenty minutes and. I didn't know where it was going, so I watched the, the first part of it, I guess you could say. Yeah, I didn't really get a chance to watch that press conference because when it was going on, I was working. So what I did wind up was uh, watching a uh, um, like a 30-minute recap, and it basically showed all the games. I thought they had a lot to offer Yeah. this yeah. year. It, it's kind of weird because they didn't really have like an official, official press conference, but I thought they had the most announced and the most uh, um, um, things to offer gamers this year, which is kind of weird saying for Nintendo. Um, <laughs> you, could, you could say that, but yeah. I think they're heading in a good direction, this it's a half, whatever's left of this generation, so, uh, or however long until we get the next Switch, which probably won't be for a while because they just released the thing, but um, yeah, they, and they, they, well they, so they just released it and they're selling like crazy, and the Switch was never really based on hardware or hardware performance. Mm. So there's no real reason to launch another one. 
I do think it's time that we just stop putting Skyrim on everything. <laughs> I mean, you know, the fact that you mm. run Amiibos over the the Switch in Skyrim and start getting the the crap from you know those little things like you know running around in the in the Skyrim universe. Yeah. You know, in a Zelda costume with a Master Sword, you can do that with mods. Now mm. it's just kind of official. Yep. Um, but yeah, I thought what the hell for was pretty good. I've got a couple of things written down. Uh, Rocket League for Switch, I thought looked really good. I haven't played it for a long time, but it's still a great game, and that's a great platform for it to, for it to be on. Uh, again, that could be one of those meet-up wherever and play sort of locally or, or, or what have you. Uh, or the rooftop party thing. <laughs> um... So what did you think of that? I thought, you know, Rocket League was an excellent platform, an oh, yeah. excellent game for the Switch-like platform. Mm-hmm. And I do like that Microsoft isn't being all butthurt like Sony is and not allowing cross-console play. The fact that you can be on your Switch and play with yes. somebody on the Xbox is going to be interesting. Mm. And they're, because uh, you told me uh, after we finished last week that um, I forgot to mention the Minecraft part of that as well with the Xbox that uh, Microsoft announced. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. What's the what the issues with with Sony? Have you actually heard anything? Because I haven't heard any particular reasons. The only thing I've heard was some half-hearted explanation some PlayStation exec gave, saying that he wanted they wanted to protect. Uh, the only way that I mean, I forget exactly what he said, but the way that I heard it and interpreted it is that he thought everybody that wasn't online through the PlayStation store was a big fat meanie head and they were going to be mean to everybody and they didn't want everybody being mean to the people on PlayStation. Okay. And I know that sounds weird. But that's how it came off. I mean, if you, you can look up exactly what he said, but that's how he kind of inferred it. Let me find that real quick. Okay. But yeah, like... It's just strange that you... You've got, because uh, it was Xbox, Switch, was it PC as well? I think yeah. it was included PC and I think tablets. At least from, from Minecraft, I think, they showed a tablet um, logo thing in their video of that. But yeah, I just, I just don't get it. It's It would open so many doors and stuff and you could do it with, with different games in the future. So, yeah. Yeah, um, this is an article that I'm reading. According to Eurogamer, Sony's Jim Ryan said the company doesn't have, quote, a profound philosophical stance against cross-platform play. Uh, It's a commercial decision, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) We've got to be mindful of our responsibility to our install base. The demographic playing it, you know as well as I do, it's all ages, but it's also very young. He's referring to Minecraft. We have a contract with the people who go online with us that we look after them, and they are within the PlayStation universe, exposing what, in many cases, are children to external influences we have no ability to manage or look after. It's something we have to think about very carefully. So basically, at least the way I'm reading into it is that he thinks everybody else online is going to be mean to him, and they don't want you know them to be mean to him. Well, and we people, can be honest. I mean, they're mean anyway. Like what the hell? 
Oh yeah, <laughs> and look, we can be honest with that. There is some nastiness with online. Oh I mean, yeah. You can. There's stories galore about things like that, but it's not like that's not happening on the PlayStation side. I guarantee you that's happening on PlayStation as well. It's happening everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Xbox, YouTube, PlayStation, Switch, whatever they have. Um, it's probably happening everywhere, so I, I don't get that. So, um, Unless it's maybe a problem with PSN, because I've noticed PSN does have some, some strange issues and stuff, like weird loading things and just being just not being as good as Xbox Live. Uh, I mean, I don't know what the Switch um, Nintendo Online is like at the moment, or what it's been like in the past, but yeah, it, P- PSN's just never worked as well as like other services, so. Um, but yeah, uh, anything else you want to say about Rocket League on Switch? Uh, no, I mean, it's a fun game. I play it every now and then on PC. Uh, it weirdly is a game that plays better on a controller. Um but it's a fun game. I mean, you get a couple, yep, three friends definitely. on the same team, just start running with it. It's a blast. Yep, definitely. Um, I, so I look forward to that coming out on the Switch as well. Um, a Pokemon RPG is coming for Switch. They didn't really say anything else. Um, but that should be, obviously, Pokemon's a big staple for, for Nintendo. So, of course, they're going to. Um, so, yeah, any kind of thoughts, expectations on this? We didn't see anything else, really. So... Uh, no. I mean, it's odd that you brought up What Good Game Podcast, because I discovered that one last week, and all three of the hosts on there, they were all talking about the Switch, and how for them, the controls are like, you know, they feel like little baby controls, Mm. and so that kind of firmed up my decision not to buy a Switch, at least not until either the price of the Pro Controller comes down a lot, Mm. or you can buy, like, third-party, uh, controllers that you know click onto it that would fit a normal human hand okay um but past that i mean with the the rpg for pokemon don't know anything about it guarantee it'll sell at least three million just because that brand and that franchise is that popular yeah um the fact that they're bringing like a a smash brother not really a smash brothers but a more like a a tech and style fighter to the, the franchise it's just there to you know, get people into Pokemon on the Switch before they come up with the RPG. Yeah, uh, it should be pretty good. He said it's coming soon, so hopefully we'll see some more of that later. Um, there's a Yoshi game that's coming to the Switch. It looks fine. It looks like a Yoshi game. I, uh, there's, that's one of them games I look at it and I'm sort of like, okay. It's this probably isn't probably isn't targeted towards me, but it looks good for what it is. Um, I would it probably be a game that I would it, like play in the car and not play like seriously on my TV and stuff. Um, so yeah, yeah. It looks like what they're trying to do is they're trying to recreate Paper Mario only with Yoshi. Maybe I didn't quite think of that actually. I don't yeah. know if you ever played Paper Mario. I didn't, but I, I did see some of it. Yeah, I don't know. If... Um, so yeah, I, I can get what you what you're kind of going for there, um, which is was a good thing. Was that conceived as a good game? The um, Paper Mario. Yeah, Paper was, was Mario yeah. was a pretty good game. Yeah. Um, so do you think this Yoshi game will be any good? 
Uh, hard telling. I mean, it's Yoshi, so just in terms of name recognition and popularity alone, it'll mm. definitely sell at least a million copies. Uh, past that, it really kind of depends on the, the gameplay and the story. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a very basic game with pretty basic mechanics, but um, yeah, that's what these, these kind of games can be like, so uh, that that's what you have with that. Uh, the Breath of the Wild uh, DLC is coming. I didn't write the names of them down, but they're in this this pack because uh, there's like a um, pack that has like two. You buy the DLC and there's like two separate pack things in there, and then they offer different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know much else else about them, but um, Zelda's a game that I I don't think I won't like. I don't think I'll find amazing. I don't have any aimed expectations for Zelda when I eventually like hopefully play breath of the wild on the switch when i get one um so i've never known what to expect from like a zelda anything really so uh what what were your thoughts on that uh i'm more curious to see how nintendo handles dlc whether it's something mm. that you buy in the store online or like in a physical retail store because they haven't really shown any entrance in kind of a hardcore, or at least what we would consider a modern online experience. I mean, we talked about that a couple weeks ago, about how utterly ridiculous you're going to have to jury-rig everything to do <coughs> online group chat through oh, with Splatoon the, uh, Splatoon too, nap and, and with headset that control. And yeah. Yeah, and did you have a picture of how that layout was supposed to work? I saw a small picture with from the a headset to the Facebook to post the on my phone, but that's about all I saw. But it looked complicated mm-hmm. enough that I didn't need to look at it any further because I was like, okay, all right, whatever. But yeah, the cords were ridiculously short, and then it had like you yeah. plug it into the to the switch, right? And then you plug the other end into your phone, and then you plug the other end into the headset. So yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm more curious to see how they're going to handle the DLC, if it's something that you can buy in the e-store, and you can download to, like, the SD card expansion slot to see if that would work that way, or if that even works, or if how people have problems with it to see, mm. you know, if there's something or anything that would happen to actually give, micro, give uh, Nintendo the kick in the butt they need to realize that, hey, the internet exists, and it's a thing, and people use it, and maybe you should take it more seriously. Yeah, did uh, does the Switch have a camera on it? I don't know. I'm okay, not because I'm thinking of like the QR code thing because you can do that with the Kinect, can't you? Where if you if you buy um, what well, you can, but you never use it. Okay, because uh, the I remember with the I think it was with the Arkham games. Um, I had the Harley Quinn DLC thing because I I pre-ordered that game. And uh, that's the last time I remember using the QR code. And it's like, you know, when you go into the game shop and you have just a little, like, paper thing and then you sort of, yeah, you scratch the code off from the back. Um, and then you, you it would have, like, a bar on your screen where you'd line up your code and then it would scan it that way. So I was just wondering in terms of Switch's camera if it could do that uh, or if it would be... Because I remember on the 360 I brought a lot of Microsoft points remember them things Microsoft points um and then you would type in this like long code and you'd get it wrong three times and whatever so I just wondered if they had a camera for yeah. that yeah 
And that's how I know that Microsoft has unofficially officially given up on the Kinect and the camera because I'm heavy on Twitter in terms of like following other people because I basically use it as a as a news feed. Mm-hmm. And two of the Microsoft people that I follow, uh, Mikey Barra, uh, who's an engineer with them, and then of course Major Nelson, um, yeah. after the Xbox first came out, they would tweet out QR codes. And now they don't do that anymore with the mm-hmm. QR codes. They stopped, yeah. they stopped doing that about a year ago. And so I think we're to the point now where pretty much everybody's accepted the fact that the Connect isn't a thing anymore. So Yeah, you can still use it. If, uh, and the, if, you, if you brought, like, um, how do those, you know, if you go on eBay or whatever, I, I guess that would give you a code. If you went into a shop and you bought, like, the £10 Xbox gift card, do you have to type in a code for that? Yes, because I do most of my purchases almost exclusively through gift cards through Microsoft. Okay. And do you, do you, you get, get the physical the ones, card. or do you like do a digital top-up? Well, I do the physical cards because, at least here in the States, a lot of the grocery stores have uh, cross-deals with uh, other promotions mm-hmm. um, yeah, to where the well. stores themselves have like loyalty points, and yeah, you get like, yeah, double like points for buying gift Tesco cards. Do that over here. Yep, and does... And they do it to where if you get so many points, then you can get uh, ten cents off uh, a gallon <laughs> buying gasoline. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, do you, do you have to type in your code every single time then? Yep. Okay. Doesn't that get a little tedious? Uh well, I don't buy that much stuff digitally okay. through the store. It's usually like uh, Walking Dead stuff, small DLC stuff, things like that. So I usually only have to put like a $25 card on my account every three or months or so. So it's not that big of a oh, hassle. Okay. Um, and the sad thing is, is that they could use the camera to do an optical character reader. Because I, through my iTunes account, I can use the camera on my phone to redeem iTunes points. It just reads the camera and reads the codes and bangs it through. Oh, right. So you don't even you need the yeah. Yep, so you don't even need the QR code, but honestly hmm. what I'd really like is that kind of the camera thing, but then using it through the Xbox app. But I don't know how much they could actually do that. I think I remember doing that at some point with... So, I've, I might have that wrong, but I think I remember doing that in some way with something or like It probably was with... Cause I, I remember I did buy an, an Apple iTunes um, code, and I did it the same way with the camera, but... Yeah, they should integrate something. You mean like with smart glass, and then you pick on, click on like camera and stuff through that. You mean? Mhm. Uh, yeah, that would be yep. a lot easier. Um, plus, you could like, if it's a game download, I'm assuming that you could let it download, like, like, cause if you if you go on smart glass and buy a game, it starts installing on your console. So I imagine that it could it would work the same way because you'd be signed in anyway and whatnot. Um, mhm. So yeah, good good stuff. Um. So I have two more things here for Nintendo. The Super Mario Odyssey is coming out in October. We saw some more of that. Did you see the slightly extended gameplay part? Where Yeah, um, I think it's... What's his name was talking to those other girls in the treehouse thing? <coughs> that part, no, I missed. Okay. It, it was just more extended gameplay. So what, what did you think of the game? Uh, I think it's interesting. I think the whole possession by hat is going to be an interesting mechanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether or not you know, people like frog. the game. <laughs> yep, the frog, the bullet bill, the car in the real life world you know, scene. 
Uh, it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, you know, we're, you know, remains to be seen if people actually like the story. I think they're definitely trying new stuff because the one part that I did see had uh, Peach in a wedding dress, and apparently she has to marry Bowser for some reason. Okay. So I'm curious <laughs> as to what that's about. All right. Yeah, me too. And of course, more more excuses to sell more amiibo crap. <laughs> yeah, of course. But yeah, if something makes you money, why do you stop? So. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure, yeah, Amiibos have been very, very success- successful. Have you, like, been in a game shop and seen the Amiibos, like, up close? They look really good. I've seen them. I haven't bought any, but I have okay. seen them. I go into a GameStop every now and then. Yeah, because I, I saw in, um, Bromley, which is near me, um, they have uh, a game shop, a game shop in there, and, um, they had this little kind of section where they had like the they had all the Toys to Life stuff in one kind of row. They had all the Skylanders, the Lego Dimensions, the Disney Infinity, and the Amiibos. It was like a whole bunch of figures all kind of lined up, um, and yeah, they they look pretty good as well. The Amiibos, I I would say they yeah they look just as good as the, the, the uh, Disney Infinity stuff. So. Um, yeah, I think this game looks good. There, there's like a funny thing I saw yesterday. Uh, yesterday, it was like, what about if Mario is, has been the hat the whole time and he's just been controlling this plumber? Um, what do you think of that? Uh, hey, sounds like fan fiction to me. Yep. Only a lot less disturbing than a lot of fan fiction I happen to accidentally come across. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's interesting. Is it's in it's set in New York this game? Or an, mm-hmm. an American type of you know, place. Um, it looked a little bare, like some of the roads. So I'm hoping there's some more like side quests and stuff that we just didn't really see. But in terms of Mario game, it looks like a Mario game. Um, I've not really played that many. The last one I played was uh, the, the Sunshine one, Super Mario. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact name, uh, but that one was Super on the Mario game. Sunshine. Yeah. That one was on the GameCube, and um, that was one of my first games I ever owned, I guess, because uh, yeah, GameCube was my first console console, because I had like a PSP and stuff, which is on the handhelds. Um, and yeah, there were some people online that saying like, if you liked those kind of games, or if you liked, I think it was one of the Galaxy games, who knows, there's like a whole, there's dozens of Mario games at this point, but they were saying if you like that type of genre, that you'd like this game as well, so... Uh, looking forward to seeing some more of that. I think it it could be really good, and um, yeah, we'll see what that Bowser thing is is all about when that comes around, and see what the story is. And um, yeah, I wonder what his interaction will be like with people because there's people in this as well. So, mm-hmm. um, have they done like a New York real life setting with Mario before? I don't recall them doing it. Not that I can remember. Like an actual city, city, because the Sunshine was Sunshine One was set in like a little village, but it wasn't like a city. So um, I'll be interested to see what that's all about and how they use that as well. Um, I have one last thing written down, but I think it might be the Pokemon RPG thing. Uh, I wrote down mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of the game, but uh, Pokemon footage was shown for a game that looked it looked really good. The Pokemon were shown fighting close together. Yeah, that was the Tekken kind of style fighting game, that Pokemon Clash or Bash or something like that. Okay, because that looked really good to me. Just take like a... Yeah. 
Yeah, basically what it was is it's a fighting game between Pokemon, and then you have the super moves. Uh, they had a version of it before. I think it was on the Wii U. I don't remember exactly what it is, but basically take like a an open worldish, you know, Tekken, you know, style only low res graphics and with Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Because there's the the old Pokemon games on like the Game Boy and stuff where you have to walk around and find them and then you battle. This seems like more of you know more focused on the battle. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, do you know the name of this game? Uh, not off the top of my head. Let me uh, check real quick. Because I have okay. seen it on a previous iteration before. Because hmm. I would be up for like an Injustice 2 Brawler Pokemon style game. I think that could be really good. N- none of these sort of... Yeah, I just want Yeah, it's a Pokemon tournament is what it's called. Oh, okay. Interesting. And if you go on YouTube, you can see some... Uh, you know, let's plays of that. Cool. Uh, yeah, that's all I have for these three conferences. Is there anything you wanted, anything else you wanted to discuss? Uh, no, I mean, I knew we'd be hitting the same stuff, so. Cool. Um, I look forward to all the games uh, coming out, I think. Because um, there's a couple of other bits and pieces for E3 that I think we could clean up next week, like the uh, Avatar reboots for the Xbox and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a couple of other bits and pieces that I'll try and gather together. And then what I was going to do maybe the week after is talk about the games that we're maybe anticipating, that we know that are coming out now. So I'll, I'll maybe grab a list of upcoming games and then we can do a little bit of a like a full preview or like a rest of the year kind of preview. Um, I think that would, be, mm-hmm. that would be kind of the next two weeks. So um, hopefully you'll all stick around for that. As a thank you for listening, uh, you can find all the other... All the rest of the other content on entertainmenttalk.org. Um, and we've been releasing quite a bit recently on this Friday Just Gone. Um, I did my FS for Family review, which was the second season. Uh, do you remember I mentioned that show to you? Yeah. I, yeah. At some point, I probably will at least check out like the first part of it. Cool. Uh, so I can have a frame of reference for it. I don't know if it would click enough to where I would actually do a full season watch on it. But you never know. Yeah. It re- is pretty short i think this first season six episodes and then the second is 10 episodes so um yeah I, ho- I hope you enjoy that uh but yeah that came out on friday so go and check that out and then the thursday the day before that we did our wonder woman review and our prison break season five review so please go and check those out uh those were with david uh we also at the same time recorded a 24 podcast to discuss the future of that franchise because fox wants to keep it around but they don't want to keep legacy around uh, so we discussed that as well, so that will be out in this week that you're listening to this podcast, uh, or at least the week of release. Um, and there's a couple of other things I've planned on releasing as well, so please go and check those out as well. Uh, so that's all on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, we have some other things that are planned on coming out as well within the next few weeks. Um, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can do so at etalkuk. Um, just in case people have maybe been typing that wrong in any way. It's not the, you know when you'd put like u.k. dot, the same with like us, you'd put u.s. dot or whatever. It's mm-hmm. just uk, just in case anybody has maybe found an issue with that. Um, so go ahead and check us out on Twitter as well. The email is entertainmenttalkerhotmail.com where you can send us whatever you please. Uh, pretty much using the same way as Twitter, it's just an email, so... Um, if you'd like to support us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month, uh, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. 
um and if you would like to support us for free you can head over to the about tab and go to the support us page you'll find some different options there um and yeah that's about it e3 is done for this year um i'm guessing there'll still be a games um games con it's called in august and then i think there'll be a psx around the same time i can't remember the exact month that that's in so uh, yeah, hope to see you all for that good stuff. So thanks for listening, and as always, we'll see you on the next piece of content. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye.